All right, so here we are, and it's episode 50 and of the Bobbycast. And Mike D, we're, we're going to have, what, Dirks or Jake or someone on, right? Yeah. We're going to do, like, a big artist, but then we thought, what if we just kept it and put, like, people from the show on the 50th Bobbycast, so no artists felt like they were bigger than the others, yeah. right? That'll work. So this is the 50th, and what we're going to do is we're going to split this one up between Lunchbox and Ray, and why we're doing it now is because we all happen to be at the studio. It's just us four here in the building right now. And so we're going to do a Bobbycast with Lunchbox, who has to leave in how long? Like 30 minutes? Oh, uh, yeah, like 30 minutes. And then Ray has to can come back in like 30 minutes. Yeah, it works out. So we'll do an hour here. Now, are you, Lunchbox, are you nervous? I'm really nervous. This is uh, nerve-wracking. Being on the Bobbycast is a big deal. Not really. <laughs> no, really, because there's a lot of people. You've have you big... ever listened to one single Bobbycast? Uh, yes, I have. Which one? You, you, re- you did? Yes, I did. Which one? Episode 48. What's that one? That's when we oh. went around and talked about what we did before the oh, show. So you've only ever listened to the one that you've been on? Yeah. So you really have no idea how these go? I have no idea how this works at all. So basically, we just talk in like, like, like humans. Okay. Like you don't have to... You know, be the character or whatever you are. I'm not a character. I am me every day of my life. So we just sit back and we're in our, we're in our warm chairs and we just talk about like the roots of the show, your life. We get deep. Sometimes people cry. I won't cry. Don't worry about that. <laughs> so where do we start, Mike D? Oh, we, where do we start with the box? Where, where do we start with lunchbox? <laughs> I was thinking that myself. Let's start from the very beginning, lunchbox. Let's start with what you were doing before you came to the show. Oh, man. I was an awesome college student. I had uh, just graduated. By that, I mean I walked the stage, you know, in my cap and gown. Because you, you haven't graduated. That's a question, too, I have. Why do you always insist on saying you graduated? Because you haven't, and you know we're always going to correct you. Right, but it sounds more intelligent when you say you graduated because I have pictures of me walking across the stage in a cap and gown at my, at the University of Texas at San Antonio, the whole ceremony and everything, I just don't have a diploma. But what I'm saying is, you know that every time you say that you graduated, Amy or Eddie or me, we're going to go, you really didn't graduate. Well, I hope sometimes you're not going to catch it. Like, you're just <laughs> okay. going to go with it, and Got if it. I can slip it by you, then, hey, you're not on your P's and Q's, and that's good for me. So you, quote, graduated from UTSA. And I was working at Jason's Deli as a delivery driver, and I had worked my way up all the way to the number two driver, which means that I got to do breakfast runs and lunch runs. So which one's bigger, a breakfast run or a lunch run? Uh, you, you get more lunch runs, but they only needed two drivers for the breakfast. So the, the top two got to come in early. That's just extra runs, extra money. So it really wasn't about which one made the most. It was just you got an extra shift, period. Correct. You got the there morning. like an hour and a half before everybody else. So you got three or four extra runs, which is extra tips, extra hourly wage. So sometimes that's 50 bucks. Did you quit school to deliver? No, no, no. I worked while I was in school and it was during the summer it was just that was my job to pay for school was being a delivery driver. That's how I made money to pay rent, to pay whatever bills I had. And I quit because I got this job and So you quit school because of this job. Yeah, and Jason's Deli. You quit Jason's Deli and this job. Wait, no, no, you quit school and Jason's Deli to do this job. Yep. But so Lunchbox and I met at a bar. Correct. And I was like, hey, come up to the show. And you came up to the show, 
and I guess you drove up to San Antonio the yep. fir- for the first time? That's right. I came up from San Antonio. I had to stay with my mom and dad, and then you were like, yeah, just come, and you are like, come to the back window, and we'll let you in. And so, okay. I don't remember this. Okay, so I stood out there for 25 <laughs> minutes, waving my arms. It's hard to see out the back window. I understand. <laughs> yeah. well, I didn't know this at the time, but I'm waving my arms, <laughs> yeah. no one's seeing me, and I'm like, is this some kind of prank? Like, I'm not coming in? Like, I just sat out there waving my arms, and finally, oh, and I don't know who came around and let me in, but someone did. Probably me. It was a one-man show back then. Well, yeah. And Jill, who was my very first co-host, who was also an intern, she may have even been in class at that point. Because depending on when it was, I may have had, like when Lunchbox came on, it was a one-man show. It was a one-and-a-half-man show. Yeah, she was there, but she left at a certain time to go to class. class. I mean, I was 21, 22. Jill was 20. Right. You were 20, 20, 21. 21 or 22. 22. Yeah, just turned 22. So it was just like, we had no money. And nobody was getting paid. And I met Lunchbox, and he drove up from San Antonio. Did you have to? You remember calling in, having to tell your work, "Hey, I'm sick" or anything? I had to go and tell uh, my boss, Jason. I was like, "Hey, you man. had a boss at Jason named Jason's Deli." <laughs> yeah, he was the catering manager. Well, okay. And, well, uh, he wasn't the Jason though, right? No, no, he wasn't okay. the Jason. Rose was the GM, and I was like, "Hey, I'm gonna need this day off. I got something going on." And so I come in and I do the show. And my first day on the show, the first thing you ever had me do. Do you have any idea what it was? Well, first of all, you weren't paid. No, I like, wasn't You paid. just showed up. Yeah. Right. And I believe you arm wrestled rugby girls, right? Well, yes. You had me talk trash to rugby girls, wrestle. And you whatever. got beat arm wrestling. Well, they beat you arm wrestling. <laughs> I let them win. And and I can't really lose arm wrestling because I can't bend my arm that way. So once I start, like. Is there something else that I did that I don't remember? Yes. That you did? Yeah. What? We used to do traffic. Okay. What do you mean traffic? Like you used to have traffic on the radio station. Like, oh, let's go to. Tra- they, still, they still do that. We still do that. Well. We had some guy that did it in a different building, uh-huh. and you had always wondered what he looked like. And so you're like, we need you to go get a picture of this guy. Oh, so our traffic guy worked in a different building. I don't, I, man, this is old school. And so you sent me there. Remember his name? Ray Romero? No, no it may have been like Crash that. Kelly, something like, you know, one of those names. Yeah. And you said, you just go in the building and just start yelling, I need to see Crash Kelly or whatever his name was. So I just walked in some building, and there's a bunch of traffic people doing traffic on all these other radio stations, and I just yelling, I need a picture right now! I need you to come out here and take a picture! And so he came out and took a picture. And that was my... That was the first thing you ever did on the show? First thing I ever did on the show. Man, I don't remember that. Yeah. So that, and you arm wrestled the rugby girls. Yeah. They were strong. Yeah, they were really strong. Hmm. I'm trying to think back to those early days, because... I don't know how many days you came in before you got hired. Do you know? Yeah. Was it a long time? No. How many days? One. Then I hired you? Yeah, you were like, would you like to you take? I was like, yeah. You go, well, I'm not going to be able to pay you, but minimum wage. I said, all right, I'm in. And then you moved up for minimum wage. I moved up from San Antonio back into my parents' house, back into my old bedroom. Uh, and What did they think about that? Because here you are at, quote, graduated college. You're going to go be on a radio show. Like, you have no radio. They don't know anything about this. They probably thought I was a moron. They didn't. I wasn't even a thing. Like, I didn't even have a show, really. Like, no. it, it wasn't like you were coming into this show that was, like, successful. Like, it was just nothing. It was nothing. I mean, they probably thought I was stupid for giving up college and moving back home for a job that was paying me minimum wage and the chance to be on the radio. But, 
I mean, they never said anything that I remember. They never said, no, don't do it. Oh, they're just like, oh, that's cool. And I had no idea what could happen. I was like, oh, I'll do this for six months and then. So you never really thought it'd be a thing. I, I had no idea radio could be a thing like that. I had no I I because like growing up, I didn't listen. I didn't have a favorite radio station. Like there was one in when I was in college, I listened to him a couple mornings a week when I drive to school, but that was it. You didn't even know me or my show. Didn't know you. He, didn't. he lived in San Antonio. So there was no way for you to even hear the show. Correct. So you move back into your parents' house and you move up. And Jill, we only had uh, two microphones at the time. Yeah, I just sat in the corner. And With no microphone. We couldn't afford a third microphone. Stared at the wall. <laughs> Until you would go out on the streets. Right. Do you remember the first stunt we ever had you do? Because I do. I don't remember the first stunt. I mean. I remember the first. Because we used to do lots of things in Lunchbox called Pain Day. And this is, we were all in our 20s, young 20s too, and it was so dumb. But I remember the first thing we ever had you do. Hmm. We wrapped you in bubble wrap oh. and threw you out of a moving van. <laughs> That's right. The van wasn't going super fast. It was actually going pretty slow. But we took, we bought all this bubble wrap and we wrapped Lunchbox completely into the bubble wrap. Like hardcore. Like, I didn't even know how you could breathe. And then as the van was rolling, we just kind of threw him out of the van. <laughs> it was so dumb because you could have got run over. You could have broken something. But, but I had a helmet on too. <laughs> did you? Yeah, you put a helmet on me. That was nice Man, of you. How nice of me to do that. Yeah. We used to do some stupid stuff. You want to know one of the dumber ones I look back at? We took black cats. Firecrackers? Yeah. Yeah. And we just laid them straight up my stomach, uh-huh. up my chest. Uh huh. And all I did was wear like three shirts. Uh-huh. No protection over my face, anything. And yeah. I just turned my head to the side and I laid on the ground and we lit them. And I'm like, that was probably the dumbest. Oh, no, no. Remember <laughs> the time you walked across hot coals? Well, that's pretty dumb too. <laughs> and, and not just walk across the hot coals. We put, we made our own hot coal bed, and then we got in trouble. Like yeah, just in the pr- parking from the lot office out back. because we almost burned the building down. <laughs> like we were so dumb. And of everyone on the show, lunchbox has been the longest. We were so dumb. We used to take a baseball bat. Remember in the studio, and we would take like a wiffle ball. Yeah. And we would play will something break. <laughs> and we, we lunchbox would toss a ball in the air in the studio, and I would hit it as hard. <laughs> As I absolutely could. And you'd hear it go, and then we'd look around after it was over and land and go, did anything break? Nope. All right, back after this. <laughs> oh, no, again, we'd play is, what is uh, eat it off the ground. We'd find pills or whatever just oh, on the ground. Man. Yeah, Not and see what it would do to you. And just, okay, spin the wheel, and whoever it landed on had to eat the pill. That's really smart. That was crazy. That was fun. Because what we would do is, we, 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 I still have the wheel. Yeah. In my office. People, there's a, if, if you ever seen like my Snapchat in my office, there's this really old wheel. And we used to spin the wheel. And it would land on whomever, and they'd have to do something. And one of them was we found a pill on the ground. You'd have to just eat the pill without knowing what it was. I mean, we were so stupid. Oh, we were so stupid. And so we'd eat the pill. And then once the pill would go down, and we'd give it a bit. Then we'd Google it and see what it was. by Because the, there was lettering on every pill. Yeah. And so we'd play Eat That Pill. Oh, man, we played some stupid games. Dumb games. Dumb, 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 dumb games, but they were so fun. I mean, that was back in the day when nobody cared what we did. We had no rules because we had no ratings. We had nothing. Yeah. You know another good one we used to do? No listeners, so nobody cared. What? Naked runs. Yeah. Let's fucking run naked. <laughs> and he put a box around. But but this isn't back in the good old days. We could run down the street naked. Nobody would care. I mean, I still think you could. Now, no, no, now you, you, they, you're on the that website where your house has a little X on it, and they're like, "Don't go near this house." <laughs> the the whatever convict search or whatever it's called. So, we we do all these crazy bits with lunchbox, 
Do you remember us getting you a microphone? No. I don't either. I just remember it. Oh, I do. You know what? We stole it from another studio. We went into the we went into the country studio at the time and took their microphone and didn't say anything about it and just put it in our studio and uh-huh. you just had a microphone and we and they came back for it. We're like, nope, sorry. Can't uh-huh. get it back. Find basically finders keepers, squatters law. And so Lunchbox had a microphone. And we went through Jill left because she wanted to go have babies. And she did. And she did. Like she legitimately although her husband wanted to beat you up. Oh, he want no. It was weird because we and him were friends. Like we would go out and party together. We'd go to lunch together. And then just one day we got off the air and I had a text message from him saying, Don't you ever talk to my girl like that. I will bleep 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 bleep. And I thought he was joking. I was like, ha ha. But then I listened to my voicemail and he had left me a voicemail too. And I was like, what in the world? And that night was our Christmas party. And I went up to him and I tried to, hey, man, what's up? He goes, don't shake my hand. I was like, uh-oh. Did you just, like, do something on the air? Like, yeah, it was be- just being outrageous? And- yeah, he didn't like that. I mean, he never had a problem with me until that day. He didn't like the way I talked to his girlfriend, which turned out to be his wife. And yeah. I remember that being really awkward. But that's not, that's not why she left, and she wasn't fired. Right. She really just left because she was like, I want to go move to where he is and have kids. Yeah. So she left, and then Erica came in. Remember Erica? Yeah. And it was brief, and she just fulfilled her contract and then peaced out. And I don't know what happened to her. I don't know what happened to her. Either. I have no idea. That I was even... that was so brief. Yeah. Do you really not know? I have no idea. Because I'm trying to think too. I, I really have no idea what happened to her. Like I'm not like I, she doesn't hit me up on Facebook or anything like that. She doesn't send it, send a Is happy she... birthday text. I don't know. Yeah, that was a. That was I a, don't even know her last name. I just know she I, was hot, and that's it. Yeah, she was really pretty. Yeah. So she came and went, and then Sarah came. Oh boy. Well, you didn't like Sarah? <laughs> no. I thought I loved Sarah. Why oh, didn't you my, like Sarah? That was a no. It, at that was at the, the end, it ended up being a little contentious. I didn't. No, I don't. Not that I don't like. I like her now. Like I, I, I still talk. Like I see her sometimes, and like she's great. But to work with, that was the worst. Oh, my gosh. I would go after work at 1030 in the morning and have margaritas because I was so stressed out from working with her. And you, here's why, though. Because, because your guys is relate. I, I don't know. I don't know what th- it was. This is why. Sarah had, first of all, she had done radio. This was the one time I brought in somebody that had already done radio somewhere. Yes. And it was the one time ever in my whole career. And we were friends because I was doing the night show. She worked with me, but she already worked other shows too. And so I didn't have anybody. And we got along and I was like, hey, come in, be the co-host. And it didn't quite work out because she had a radio background and knew other ways to do a radio show. And we didn't always agree on how to do a radio show. For me, it was always just, we're going to just go by not the seat of our pants but i'm gonna know what we're gonna do nobody else is and we're just all gonna react organically correct and for her it wasn't about that she needed to know and it was just two different philosophies she was very radio-y yes and as a person i thought she was always thought she was wonderful but we we butted heads at the end because i was like we want to do this show where it's we're humans and lunchbox and her would get into it and it, it was yeah toward the end it was unpleasant but she fulfilled her contract and then she went to work in dallas yes I, and then she, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, but it was just like, yeah, you guys did not like each other. We didn't like each other. And let me ask you a serious question, though. You didn't like everybody at some point. 
Will you agree that every every single person on the show, and Mike's laughing because he knows this yeah. is true, <laughs> like you had a problem with every single person ever that's ever come into the show? I disagree with that. Okay. Like, cause Who did you not? Like, I could think of everybody. everybody. Even Amy you hated. Well, Amy didn't like me. No, but you, no, you, you didn't like why? her too. You want to know why? What? Because we met, I met Amy in Vegas. Mm-hmm. And we were there and she talked to you the whole time and didn't say one word to me. I think she, cause she, she, you were mean to her. No, this is before she started working. And I was just like, what in the world? And I thought it was so weird. I think and, and then, you just thought she thought something of you and she you thought something of her. And then <laughs> and after we hung out in Vegas, she came to work, you know, one day and I, I looked and she goes, Oh, hey, and I was like, Don't act like you know me. Oh, you see? <laughs> that was my first comment to her when I saw her out in the green room. Ever when she was a worker. You're yeah. like, Don't act like you know me. Yeah. <laughs> Do you look back and go, Man, I was kinda rude? No, I thought I was being funny. Like I was being sarcastic, trying to break the ice, like trying to you know, give her ruffle her feathers a little bit. Let's go through the people on the show. Okay. Yeah, name because someone Lunch, else. That Lunchbox a has with. a history of having problems with people, at least for a bit. Um, Nada. Oh yeah. Uh, he has nothing to say. I have no comment. <laughs> I have no comment. But, no comment. No comment. Um, I think he put it heads with Ray. Ray, yes, when Ray first came on, because there was like friction between. Ray them. was a, and I think just because Ray was a ball of fire, mm-hmm. and Ray starts. Ray took everybody's time on the air. And I think a little bit, you probably felt like he was taking your time. Would you say that would be honest? I don't think, like, I don't remember not liking Ray. Ray, would, is, Ray, can you hear me in that room? What up? You can, okay, can you hear me in the room? Yes. Did you ever feel like Lunchbox didn't like you when you were on the show? Not really. No? No. You were, you were always good? Yeah. Yeah, that's one guy, like, I feel like I've always got along with Ray. Okay. Like, heck, we were roommates. You guys did yeah, live together for a while. Yeah. Later on, though. Yeah, but like I said, I really don't remember okay. ever not liking Ray. I'll give you that one. Although I do think a little bit when he was getting a lot of airtime yeah. for being obnoxious, it kind of made you go, oh, a little bit. But, the, but okay, I'll give you that one. Uh, Morgan. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's true. Okay. All the, it's all girls, maybe. Yeah, maybe maybe it's, it's all girls. Girl. No. It's just I, I don't like people that come in and think they are the bomb. But nobody thinks that. You yeah. just think they think uh, uh, that. You feel the threatened. Way they you act- feel threatened, I think, by no, girls. No. They come in and think they are bomb.com. Stop saying bomb.com. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a thing. It is like thing. 96. Go ahead. And I just try to say, look, you're not as big as you think you are. That's all I say. So you try to put them in their place. Yes, I try to put them in their place and like, hey, you're going to respect me. See, okay, here like, we go. <laughs> like, no, no, no. Yeah. Like, I feel like sometimes Morgan will talk to me in a way that she would never talk to you or never talk to that's Amy. Not, that's not true. You know, more, and I talked well, about this in the Bobbycast. Morgan snaps at me and we have to go have talks. Right. So and I, I said, well, she does stuff differently to me than she would with other people. And I tell her, I say, look, I do not think you would talk to Bobby or Amy that way. So I don't need you to talk to me that way. And she does talk to me that way though. I'm just telling Mike, haven't you heard her talk to me that way? I have, yeah. In private. No, 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 no in front of Mike yeah, and Ray. And she yelled at okay. me. I'm just telling you, I sometimes I have to let her know. Hey, show a little respect. Yeah. Respect your elders. I think you just I think it's women. Women are people younger. No, I had a here. problem with Eddie. Yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah. had a problem with Eddie. Yep. What was your problem with Eddie? Like I said, he came in and he I felt like he no no. <laughs> no 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 like I would ask him for help with something yeah and he'd be like no I ain't got time for that. Do you think he was bomb.com? I don't know if he thought he was bomb.com, but I didn't feel like he thought he needed to help me. 
like if like in the very beginning when mm-hmm. he first became came on the show, and I would get so frustrated because I was like, I'm trying to do something and I need your help and you won't help me and it's just like okay like, and so. I, I would get frustrated with him, but yeah. we worked it out. We had a talk, and we were like, "Look," and he goes, "No, my bad. It's just a miscommunication." Like, I never worked with him. So, yeah, but you had never worked with every- Lunchbox. You and I have been here the longest, so everybody's new to you. You're right. Everybody. <laughs> I never had a problem, with Mike. Mike wasn't. Mike, wasn't in here, Mike never said a word though. Exactly. <laughs> oh, that's what you like. Come oh, in. that's what you like. I didn't come think in. I was a bomb.com because I didn't come in hot. Exactly. Okay, he didn't come in hot. Like he owned the place. But people have to come in with a lot. They have to come in on fire or they don't get on the air. Well, don't. I, I don't mind them having fire, but hey, show some respect. Show some love. To who? To me. <laughs> you, like, f- you feel like you're the godfather of this place? Like they have to respect you. F- and I'm not saying that's an unfair thing because you have been yes, here a long time. Yes, I think they need to respect me because they. I, I think a lot of them don't respect me. They think I'm just a joke, but they don't understand. I've been doing it. I, me and you have been the longest. Like I mean, they, I don't think anybody thinks you're a joke though. Well, some of them do, and so just like I mean, like the person I said no comment about. I'll give an example. Like when an artist would come in, and she would take our picture for us, and I'd be like, "Hey, can you text that to me?" She'd be like, you can just get it off the website. I'm like, well, you just texted Bobby the picture of him and the person, the artist. She goes, yeah, but that's Bobby. But what if people have a problem with you because you have a problem with them? But my problem, hey, I start out with a clean slate. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, fair enough. That's what I'm saying. I just think you got to come in and show a little respect to the godfather that's been here. You want respect immediately because you've been here the longest. Absolutely. That's sort of like when you go into a job, you're not going to just go in and yell at the cashier that's been there for 25 years. Do you feel like you're the boss of these people? No, not at all. But I feel like they think they're the boss of me. I don't I, think I don't feel like they do, and I don't agree with that. I don't think anyone does except for Morgan, and right? She, and she kind of is yeah. now, and she's kind of the boss of me now too. I yeah, kinda... but I, I'm sorry, but I, I will never see Morgan as the boss of me. That's just this is just the truth. If we're if we're doing truth, because she's 24. It doesn't matter. Dude, it, I was I was 21, and I was I, the boss of people. Right, but you were running the ship. You knew what you were doing. You were. Hey, I just think you don't let age get in the way of. Hey, I'm not letting age. I'm letting like even experience. Oh, you got to have experience. No, no, no. Experience is important. Like, I'm just telling you. That's how it's. I mean, it, it, she can work her way up until she proves it. So aggressive. No, not aggressive. <laughs> It's just things that you have to prove to me that you know what you're doing. That's we, it. We, That's should, it. we should talk about the uh, incident where you went to jail. Because I think in our career, that was probably the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. Not a good thing. No. And, uh, it's a weird thing that I would never do again, but in the end, it, re- it worked out for us wonderfully. Uh, yeah. I mean, Lunchbox went to jail. Mm-hmm. And the story was Ugh. that... I said, hey, go to the store. It was my fault because Lunchbox was doing every crazy segment in the world. It's like, hey, go to the store and put pantyhose on your head and buy gum and just buy gum and walk out. And I want to hear what the cashier does. Stupid, stupid thing. And so you do. I do. I, I wonder go. if we're out of the statute of limitations. We probably are, right? Oh, it's out. Yeah, it's, out. It's, it's gone. It's so gone. what do you remember from that? Oh, I'll tell you. I remember everything about it. I went to a gas station. I parked out at the gas pump, put the pantyhose on my face. That way they would see me coming. That way they know I'm not harmful. Oh, you didn't put the pantyhose in the store? No. Oh, I always thought you got in there and then put them on. No. Okay. I walked from the gas pump into the convenience store with the pantyhose on my face. 
I got a pack of green extra gum because that's the gum I used to chew all the time. Waited in line. There was like four people in front of me, and I just stood there on the live on the air. And I, I I will never forget the lady in front of me. Constantly looking over her right shoulder, looking over her right shoulder, Thinking looking you're over rob. her right shoulder, just wondering what I'm doing. And then I get up to the cashier, and I, and he goes, "That's it." And I was like, "That's it. Change. Thank you." And I left. That was it. And so you're driving back to the radio station. Driving back to the radio station, pantyhose is off the head, you know, of course. I took it off, and I'm going one way, and a cop passes me going the other way and whips a Ewing and gets behind me. And all I think is, man, he's going to pull me over because my car has an expired registration sticker. And we drive a mile, and he never turns on his lights. I put on the left blinker to turn in the radio station. He puts on his left blinker. Oh, he didn't pull you over. No. And I was like, okay. So I turn left into the parking lot. He turns left. I pull into a parking spot, and I look in my rearview mirror. He's gone. I'm like, oh, well, that was no big deal. Then I open the car door, and that's when it all went down. What went down? Get your hands where I can see them. Get your hands where I can see them. Gun out. He's got you at gunpoint. Gunpoint. And I was like. What? I put my hand, he goes, turn away from me, and then walk backwards towards my voice. And I was like, all this for expired registration? <laughs> <laughs> like, I had no idea. And he goes, do you have any weapons in the car? And I was like, weapons? I was like, I got golf clubs. Does that count as weapons? Did you say that? Yes. Yeah. What, I had no, what, what did he say? He goes, that's fine. And then... <laughs> Then it hit me. That's when it hit me like, oh my goodness, this is what he wants. This is what he's mad about. And then eight more cops come flying in the parking lot. and Eight, eight more cops. Motorcycle I remember, cops. I remember walking out because they called me and they are like, get out. And I thought it was a joke. And they were like, get out. And they were like, it, the whole parking lot was blocked off with cops. And our GM was on vacation and he had to come back in. Yep. We were suspended for weeks. Yeah, and We should have been fired. I remember you telling me, as long as this doesn't blow up, we should be fine. Yeah, except... It blew up. It, was on it a, blew everything. up. And I remember the decision was supposed to come down on a certain day. So you and I went and played miniature golf at Peter Pan Golf, and we didn't hear. And you were, we were all just stressed out, and then the rest is history. Do you remember playing real golf with two old guys? It's me and you and two old guys. And these two old guys were like, do you hear about those DJs oh that gosh, robbed yeah. the store? And Lunchbox and I were like, oh, oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> like, yep. if 80-year-olds know about this. Dang. And I remember like, JB and Sandy and Dudley and Bob were like making fun of us. Like, they're fired, they're fired, they're fired. And if those other stations and newspapers wouldn't have been talking about us, we didn't never, because after that, we were number one for 12 years. Oh. We should have never made it through. But the fact that we did, that's what put us at number one because everybody then knew about us. And then we were number one for 12 years. Oh, that was so bad. And Lunchbox went to jail. Like, he was in prison. And he called me and I had to call his parents to be like, um, Lunchbox is in jail. And they were waiting on cameras, waiting on you outside. Yeah. And what'd they do? They took me out the back door, told me to duck my head and keep going. And what's crazy is when they, like, it's on a TV show, like, they say your name over the speaker and you go into this room. And I thought my dad was there to visit me in jail, but it was a lawyer. And I was like, oh, cool, because I didn't know how to get a lawyer. We had to hire the George Bush attorneys. <laughs> and that's, that's, and Lunchbox was a year later, the terroristic threatening charges were dropped. Yeah, but I got cuffs, stuffed, fingerprinted. It was, and there's some real criminals in there. You don't realize how busy a jail is. Until you go to jail. Do you consider yourself to have served a hard time? Yeah. yeah. I was in the pit. <laughs> hey, not a lot of people can say they've been to jail. You went from the guy who would make out and hook up with chicks all the time. 
you use radio to get girls all the time. Yep. All I mean, all the time. It was easy. Every Friday and Saturday night, Lunchbox would go out, and I would see him just make. And he go to three bars and make out with three girls, and take some. I mean, you just take them home, whatever. That's that was great. His MySpace URL. <laughs> he what? That was his MySpace. URL. Oh, yeah, LB loves LB the ladies. ladies. Uh huh. And then he got he hid he hid his fiance for us for months. Yeah, yeah, for months. Why? Ah, oh, because it wasn't. Re- I wasn't ready. Wasn't well, ready. because you weren't ready. Like really, you weren't ready, or you weren't ready for us to know. I wasn't ready. You weren't. You still weren't for sure. Even though you were engaged, you still weren't for sure. Well, oh, I see what you mean by like hiding the engagement. Yeah. Like, did you know? Did I know I was engaged? Though, no, not that you were engaged. Did you know that she was the one you for sure were going to marry? Or were you engaged going, I still wonder? No, no, I knew. Once you get engaged, you better know. And then you didn't tell us, though, forever. I know. And then you finally did. Yeah. That's right. And I then, mean, I just was not ready to tell you guys. And then it all changed. And then it all changed. And my life is over. No. <laughs> <laughs> Not not over, and now we're just waiting on kids. Now, Lunchbox has to go. You, how much more time do you have? I uh, probably got no time. Do you need to go? Probably. Anything you want to you want to say here? Look, we've done half an hour. I know it's been great. Thank you for having me. And these people on the show are going to listen back. And it's not that I don't respect them. That it's just they are cool. We're all cool, but I think we're all equals. We don't need to act like each other's bosses. That's- but I think people are over people at certain duties, like. You don't tell them how to do their jobs as like, uh, you know, you should do this on the air. Right. No, I don't tell anybody how to do their job at all. Do you I, think you have the easiest job on the whole show? Be honest. No. You don't? No. Who does? Oh, gosh. Here we go again. No, in real well, life. Like, who do you think? <laughs> who really in real life? I think. I, honestly, well, I mean, Mike, he answers the phones and does a couple, you know. Newest like, guy, mm-hmm. lowest yes. paid. So, yes, I'll say he has yes. the easiest. Okay, go ahead. Okay. And then I'll say nada. Because, I mean, she puts a couple things on the website. I like, just don't think you know what she does, though. Like, I, to, to be fair, I know you think that, but I just don't think you fully grasp all that she does. Well, I mean... Fair to think that, because you don't know. But I I, mean, And I did ask your opinion. I can post things on Twitter. Not really, because you don't know how to post on the web. <laughs> We've tried this. But you, I can post on Twitter just as well. Like, I mean, you know what I mean? She does Twitter mm-hmm. and Facebook and... Can we fix this contentious relationship with you, Nadia, you think, ever? Or is it just going to be like this? I, I don't know. Like, I mean, we say hi to, I mean, we're, we're civil. Yeah. But I mean, like, I just, like, for example, like with her, she's in charge of posting on social media. She built our whole new website. But yeah, go I ahead. understand that. If you ever read the posts about me, mm-hmm. she always slants them in the negative. Always. Would you say though that. And that's fine. Like, I'm, I'm I, just devil's advocate here because you wouldn't be here for 13 years if I didn't think you're awesome. Right. But would you say though that. You press people's buttons all the time, all the time, all the time to where it kind of, it's like. Oh, I probably wear on people. I wear on people. Not even in a bad way, but it's like. I'm just sarcastic and I don't take anything serious. And so I'm just, I'm, and I'm going to. And you always look for like the things to make fun of for people. Absolutely. So if they make fun of you back. But I'm good with it. I love, I don't, uh, I can take a ribbon. Mike. I don't think he can take he it back. He can't take, yeah, you no. don't take it back very well. I think you're wrong. Mm, let's vote. Everybody who thinks that Lunchbox can't take it back, say aye. I, right. yeah. Sometimes you can't, and I think you just—it's all perception. We all have different perceptions. Like if you come at him with something, he'll come at you with something way bigger. And, and like you do get—you're the angriest. You're the—you and Eddie are the happiest, and you're all—but you're also the angriest on the show. You're the most polar emotion on the show. Okay, yeah, I go up and down. 
and you will be really pumped about something, but you get really mean too. Would you agree with that? Like sometimes you get, oh, and you're like, oh, I wish I wouldn't have been so mean about that. I don't ever, I'm not really worried about being mean though. But like per, sometimes you go personal mean. I don't think I ever go personal. You don't? No. I think, because if, if it's been discussed, then it's fair game. <laughs> I never take anything that we have not discussed openly and use it. Like I won't use something from your personal life that I know about that. Yeah. Okay. If it hadn't been discussed, if it's been on the air, it's fair game. It, you can use it. That's that's nothing. Hmm. Okay. Anything else? Man, I'm just awesome. That's it. For it, people that think that, that you're a, like a joke. Not a joke in a bad way, but like, oh, okay, this guy's not this guy. Yeah, like, I get a lot of calls like, is Lunchbox is real? Is he for real? Is that real? Is that real? What would you say to that? That's real. Like, well, I don't understand what is not real. Like, I watch a lot of reality TV. I, I don't study George Washington facts. That's just not who I am. Like I don't know music like I'm supposed to. Okay, you're not got, supposed to. No one's supposed to. Do I know, on but show. people get mad at me because that's what I'm just saying. Like, yes, you can play the same song twice in a row, and I'm gonna guess two different artists, two different song titles. I just I'm that's how I am. But I'm good at math. And what does your wife think about your job? She thinks it's cool. She thinks it's neat. She thinks it's cool the perks I get. She thinks it's awesome that I'm famous, and I think she really enjoys it. And she thinks it's funny and. Very interesting. Does she tell you sometimes, like, hey, let me give you some advice on how to handle people? Yeah. And what is her advice? She said, because I'll, I'll be ready to fire off an email. To who? Like, whatever. If I'm responding to an email, like, whatever. Yeah, like, to who? To Morgan not, or something. Okay, not to me. Uh, no. Okay, go ahead. And She'll be like, I don't think you've ever emailed me. No. Maybe he five times. Once, and, and I was like, what is this? Yeah, and it's whole, like in our whole 13 years, he may have emailed me five times, ever. And she said, no, 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 maybe you should word it this way. Yeah. So she helps me word things better. Do you feel that you have an aggressive tone? Maybe, because I'm blunt and to the point. There's a difference between blunt to the point and being and like... And so I'm not... So I don't know how to be as PC about it. Like, I need to be better about that. I need to be more yeah. thinking about their feelings. Like, when I get a text message that I think is a... Dumb text message. Like in the, gr- the group text? Yeah. That, re- that I'm not on, so I don't know what you guys right. talk about. I'll respond in a maybe a negative tone because I'm like, that's a stupid question. Let me, when, let when, me ask When you she this. says, what, what, maybe what? you should just do it a little different. And that's, and that's probably right. Is that text message thread ever, does it ever just go full Bobby Bash mode? Never. It doesn't? No. Oh, no. I, that's why I want to stay off of it because I want to give you guys a place to go full Bobby Bash. Never. No. Oh, I, I was kind of hoping that's where you guys vented all that out, <laughs> and you just went full bash in the text mode. No, never go full ba- Bobby Bash mode. Huh? That's surprising to me. Um. Okay. Wait. Are you, hey, Ray. Let's let's take a picture real quick. We're gonna post it. And lunch has got to go. Dude, we did thirty six minutes. Oh Anything goodness. else you want to say? While I get Ray in here. No. Ray, I come mean, in here for a second. If you don't like me, sorry about that. But I'm not everybody's cup of tea. But everybody has a different flavor of ice cream they like. And cups of tea or an ice cream, both. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Hey, Ray, can you come in here for a second? Some people like vanilla. I'm not vanilla. We're going to take a picture so we can post it for I'm the I'm more like cast. cookies and cream. And then I'm going to talk to Ray. Or Rocky Road, whatever you want to call it. And for people that have a problem with you, they can, I mean, kick rocks. But I appreciate them listening. You do probably have the most vulgar mouth on the show, though, outside of the show. Yeah, absolutely. I went up to Lunchbox in, a, in, the stu- <laughs> in another studio. He was like, F, F, F. I was like, dude, what's wrong with you? He was like, we're talking sports. <laughs> I get passionate. And and when you're making a point, if you curse, mm-hmm. that means you you mean it more. Hey, I want to, we have to do a Bobby Cast picture, so let's all three stand together real quick. And then, Ray, you're going to have a seat. Oh, in, in I the thought you meant like. Seat. No, all three of us. Because Lunch has got to go. he got to go to an event. 
We're going to post this. Let's go up tonight. All right. All right. All right. Ray, anything? Uh, Ray, have a seat in the hot seat. Oh, man. Oh, man? <laughs> All right. Have a good Have a good evening. Later. There's, there he is. The Clap man. me out. Clap me out. There he is. Yeah. yeah. There he is. Were you listening in the other room or no? I, when you told me to turn it up, yeah. But not you weren't listening to Lunchbox like no. talk about people? This seat is low, man. <laughs> Lunchbox's <laughs> chair? Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, uh, Ray, tell us in your terms, like how you came to be a part of the show. Like what happened in your mind? Like how'd you get here? Honestly, can you hear me all right? Huh? This seat is really low just for me. Just chill, dude. All right. Well, I'm just chilling. What <laughs> <laughs> this is about, we're just learning. Go ahead. Um, No, you guys all went to New York because Bobby was doing... Regis or whatever. Oh, yeah. Oh, that yeah. was with, dealing with Kelly Ripa. That's yeah, right. Yeah, and Elena threw a crap fit. About what? She had no backup, so she couldn't go to Elena. New York. Lunchbox that. hated Elena, too. We should ask oh, him about yeah. that. Oh, yeah. Every woman that's come in Lunchbox has hated, we've realized on the show. Probably so. Yeah. <laughs> and, and we didn't realize that until he started listening. But he and then it makes sense. You know, all of a sudden, you're just naming just girl names. Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> wait a minute. He's like, yeah, I don't like her. Don't like her either. <laughs> Mike was all right, though. I mean, but Mike did. He was all right. Yeah, he didn't say a word. <laughs> okay, so okay, you, we we go to New York. Yeah, we you guys went to New York. I didn't even really know you guys personally. I knew the show, obviously, it was huge. But uh, one of the people in upper management came to me and they said, "There's no backup producer, and you're pretty good at producing. Why don't you learn how to do the Bobby Bones stuff?" And I was like, "All right, cool, I'll help her out." So I think that day, I went up and introduced myself, and she was like, "All right, I'll start teaching you stuff." I remember it a little differently. My recollection is I was going to do a Christmas sports show. And I needed a producer to go on the sports station. And they were like, there's this guy that is here. He's interning. And his name's Ray <laughs> from Texas State. And I didn't know you, but I didn't want somebody that was already producing. And you weren't a producer. Right. But they were like, he knows how to work the buttons. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's all I need. I'd rather have somebody that doesn't know what they're doing than someone that thinks they know what they're doing. Right. And so I th did. we worked together, right? Yeah. Didn't you produce that show? Yeah, because everybody's on vacation, so they're like, you should just fill in and do it. And I was like, well, I don't, all right. So I went on AM 1300 The Zone, did a sports mm -hmm. show. Ray produced it. And then that's how I remember us meeting. Yeah. And so... I honestly think those things happened pretty close together. Yeah. Yeah. So then Ray... But you weren't... I, but you never were legal, right? Ever. My internship ended with the sports department. And so you were never, for for us, you were never an intern. Oh, never legal. And you were never paid. No. So for how long did you work for the show and not get anything? No credit, no money or anything? A couple of years, right? A year and a half? Was it a year and a half? A year and a half, yeah. And so what was your goal through that? There really was no goal. I, I just ended my other job, and I was like, what is it that I want to do? And I always had listened to radio shows, so I was like, I kind of want to be in radio. So I was like, I, I didn't like what I was doing. I was doing sales. And for I was like, so yeah, it was television, communications, like internet, phone. Oh, so, oh you were for Grande, right? Yeah. Grande Cable, you yep. call an offer cable packages? Yep. So, so great. I mean, it was fine for the time being, but then you're, every day you're like, dang, just like Mike D, do I want to answer another 100 <laughs> calls today? Oh, but Mike answers calls out there. <laughs> he answers easy 100 calls a day, way more than I did there. What if you had stayed there, though? What was the, the high? The high is a lot more money. Like, because you're, you're selling more cable packages. Yeah, if you're great at sales, bonus, on top of your uh, normal money, you're making 5000 a month. So you started to just show up at the radio station. Yeah, so I just, I was like, okay, this internship ended. What should I do? And I thought, well, what if I just stay and don't tell anybody my internship ended? 
because my internship was fake anyways. All you do is go to the college, get the credit, and you get an F in the class, but you get, have an internship. I'd probably, at, at Austin Community College, I think I have like three Fs probably. I just don't even go to the class. You just get, uh, you're able to get into a building for an internship. So you get the piece of paper that gets you in the building, but you never go report back about no, what's happening. No, I probably have Fs le left and right. I've probably been expelled from Austin Community College. <laughs> <laughs> so you're interning, and the thing about Ray, when he was an intern, one, he hooked up with all the other interns. Yeah. Like, if there was a girl, and they were entering at the same time, Ray tried, and mostly successfully got with all of them. They would always start out and be like, hey, let's go to the pool, let's <laughs> hang out, let's just hang, and then we'd do dinner, and then we'd end up going on a date or something. And then you would, we'd find out months later always. And it would always work for the show, too. They'd be like, I'd be like, dang, that's actually kind of funny to talk about on the show, too. <laughs> so Ray was with us for a long time. I'm you started to come on the air, and people hated you more than anybody else ever in the history of the show. Would you agree with that? Yeah. I mean, I don't know really what I was doing different than Lunchbox. I mean, Lunchbox had way bigger personality, was more against certain things. But, I mean, for some reason, people hated me. I didn't get it, really. Because I think you were just so cocky. Yeah. He's so headstrong. Then there was a difference, yeah. wouldn't you say, Mike? It was It was also around the time, like, Jersey Shore was still big. <laughs> And he, he was, was part he of was like kind of in the yeah. You very world. much were slick back. They would never fly now. Like I wouldn't even be polarizing now because <laughs> nobody gets Jersey Shore. <laughs> People would be like, "Who's this tan guy with slick hair? What a weirdo!" People used to crush Ray on Facebook, and I was and more than anybody else. And I would be like, "We have to keep this guy in the air." I remember my boss at the time, Jay, was like, "People are so mad that you put this Ray guy on the air," and I was like, "Yeah, but it's 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 amazing because just to get reaction out of people." Like, he doesn't do anything that's offending anyone. People yeah. just generally yeah. don't like him. And you came on the air and just told the truth. You'd be like, yeah, I hooked up three chicks. That's just what happens. Right. Like, I'm Ray. Mm -hmm. You know, deal with it. And we'd be like, Ray, I, honest to God, didn't know you were a real human. Like, I thought it was an act for a year. Yeah. And it's still, and it, if you're acting, you've been doing it for a long time. Not really acting. But the funny <laughs> thing is with my friends, I didn't even really tell them about the Bobby Bone show. They all knew the Bobby Bone show. They'd all be just be driving in their cars and be like, are you on the freaking Bobby Bone show? Like, all my friends were blown away because I never told any of them. I was like, I'm not going to say I'm on the show and then I just have one segment and I'm never heard of again. So then all of a sudden they're like, wow, you're on that show for a year. Wow, you're moving to Nashville? And then they're like, that's your job? It was a w It's a weird story about when we moved to Nashville because, again, Ray had been working for the show for a couple of years. Year, year, somewhere between a year and a half, two years, for free. Just showing up and was, I mean, just you were working as hard as anybody. I mean, you really were just preparing this and cutting audio. And, and so I couldn't tell anyone that I was moving to Nashville. Right. So I came to you and said, you remember what I said to you? Yeah, you tricked me. You said it was... I didn't trick you. I had to make... It wasn't a trick, but I had to make sure that you were up for it. Right. I said... You, you were just like, hey, there's a show. That it's a really good opportunity. You're going to make some good money. It's in a different city. Um, would you want to go produce for him? But I can't tell you exactly the show. And, and I was like... All right, what is it? And you're like, it's a country show. And I was like, all right, man, where am I moving to? And you're like, you're going to move to Nashville. You're going to be part of this great show. It'll be fun, man. Good luck, okay? And I'm like, all right, <laughs> thank you so much, man. I was just like, you've been doing a great job. You've earned it. I think you need to actually go get a real job now. And would you feel comfortable doing a country show? And I was like, yeah, of course. And I was like, I'm going to let them know that you're an option. But I couldn't tell them it was me because I was under uh, – like non-disclosure to say nothing. Right. And so as we were getting all of our ducks in a row, like I couldn't even tell Amy at this point. Mm -hmm. And Amy had to end up telling months before anybody else because she was trying to buy a house. 
And I, I, she couldn't buy a house, and I just moved two months later. So I had to go to Amy first to be like, hey, we're moving to Nashville. Like, and I should have, before lunch was in a hurry, but um, I, I was like, you, you, you need to move to Nashville. I'm not going if you don't go, I told Amy. But don't buy a house. And so she didn't. And then you didn't know until I brought you in the room, right, with everybody, like one at a time. Right. Well, I knew when you told me, obviously. And then in my head, like over the next couple of months, I would just guess who else was going. Because none of us talked about it. You couldn't. It was frown. Yeah, that's the thing. Nobody could talk about it. So I, in my head, I guessed it. I think I pinpointed it. So, but do you remember when I told you it was me? Yeah. And it was this show? Yeah. Where were we? In the room. In what room? Main studio in the front. I, and the, I thought we were in the conference room. Yeah, the just, conference room. Okay, and, yeah, and it had all these non-disclosures, and people would come in and sign them, and then I would tell them. But the rule was they couldn't talk about it to anybody else right. because we couldn't let it get out because there were just other moving pieces, and we were going to be the first like big nationally syndicated show, mm-hmm. and uh, they were going to take stations of rock and flip them to country. It was just a whole right. thing. So we, we couldn't say anything about it. And so with Ray, he came in, and I was like, hey, you have this job, but the show is – us and we're going right was that that was a relief oh heck yeah yeah that was awesome i, I mean at first I, thought I was going to some random city some random show that would have been terrible but then i was you know climb. it wouldn't have been terrible it would have been terrible because i mean i don't know if i necessarily always was just mr radio i i loved this show i thought the show was awesome because it was completely different than any other show i would never be part of a tool show just because i'd but do you, something w- else. You, you wouldn't know i know I was just going to go do it and go work hard and probably move on after that. But then when you told me it was this show, I was like, there we go. I mean, this could be me f- for a long haul, you know? So we, Mike D didn't move with us. Mike D was, a, was an intern. Were you ever interns together, you and Ray? Yeah. yeah. You we guys were. The whole time, yeah. Really? Yeah. So, but you must have started way before him then. Mike D started before him. I was me. there before him, yeah. I remember when he started this first week. Really? Yeah. So what was Ray like as an intern? I mean... <laughs> He just said, like, I don't know. It was always so random how he just said, I don't know. It was crazy. And I didn't understand, like, what Ray was. I just thought Did you think was, it was an act? I thought it was an act. And he would come in with these crazy ideas. He'd want to, like, film, like, a Big Brother thing. And we'd do oh, it. he had intern Big Brother. And he, and set he up. would just do all these things. It's like, dude, is this guy for real? <laughs> <laughs> so whenever we moved off, were you done interning or were you still interning when we left? I started working. I was actually getting paid when y'all left. So you were like doing like uh, weekend stuff? Yeah, and... yeah. Overnight stuff. So when we left, were you sad? I was. I remember when I got told that y'all were leaving and I was like, whoa, this is going to be weird. Was it weird for you? Because and I've talked about this a bunch of times. Like I had one spot as a, as a producer, as your job. And Carlos was that spot. Right. And then you took that spot. What were your thoughts on that? Did you I mean, know? You- I just thought it was business. I have no thoughts. It was just like NFL. You're getting traded. Somebody's getting cut. That's life. That's how I thought life always was. And I thought when we moved, you were going to get a lot of criticism because you took the spot. But what happened was, since Eddie's also Hispanic, they thought I just replaced a Hispanic with Hispanic, <laughs> and Eddie got all the hate. Yeah. Like Eddie, <laughs> Eddie's was a new position, and it basically came to over a year's time. Ray just outworked every other producer we had. And I just had to make the decision what was best for the team. And so Carlos still had a job. We we, right. we left him a producing job in a spot in Austin. And we took Eddie with us, and we posted our first group picture over on Facebook. <laughs> and it was all of us, and we got hammered mm-hmm. because they were like, oh, they took one Mexican down and put another one up. Yeah. 
And I was like, man, Ray dodged that bullet big time. <laughs> and so, are you happy here? Yeah, I couldn't be, especially me and my girlfriend. At first, I'll tell you, the first year sucked, man. I think first year sucked for all of us. It's living like, with Lunchbox, this weather. How was that, living with Lunchbox? Same as he is on, I mean, on the show. He's dirty, he's filthy. <laughs> we really didn't hang out that much in like the living room and have talks. It was like we'd just we'd go to work here at the radio show. We'd go home. Maybe we'd do a Friday night out on the town. But it's not like we ever had downtime together. I'd just chill in my room. I had a TV. I had a 50-inch TV, a Lazy Boy. I chilled in my room for hours, just watch movies. I mean, I was single, didn't really know anybody in the town. Tinder wasn't around when we first came here. So I'm, I was just in my room, just chilling. Learned a lot about myself. <laughs> just hanging out? Yeah, I mean, it was just me. I had nobody else in the world. Family's in Michigan. Best friends are in Texas. The guy I'm living with is the dirtiest person I've ever... I'm not going to go <laughs> chill on the couch. It was filthy. How How dirty was it? The floor, you always had to wear shoes, or your <laughs> socks would be dirty. Your, How does his wife do it? She cleans it. I mean, it's now it's definitely different when she's now with him. Do you feel like he's different? He's different, yeah. He's cleaner. He'll hold back a little bit. He knows he can't be Mr. Extreme Personality and Opinionated because she's like, you don't need to be that mean to somebody. So he's nicer. He's definitely nicer. I think he's a little nicer, too. Heck like yeah. I feel like it's softened him about 20%. Yeah, and it was all before it was like, Let's go bar hopping, go to as many bars as we can. Now it's, you want to go to dinner and maybe go to a bar? <laughs> it's completely changed. It's a lot different now. But what about you? I don't feel like you've missed a beat. No. I, I feel like because your girlfriend also likes to party. Yeah. It's what you guys have in common. At this period in our life, everybody parties. Every, no, not uh, true. <laughs> I've followed a lot of people's paths. They all party, party, party. Then boom, when you're ready for family, you're ready for family, you're ready for kids. How old are you? 31. But you still go out and get so drunk that you get asked to leave bars. I know. I know. <laughs> I've been kind of actually laying low for the past month. I was, I had a nose cold. It was like a sinus infection. I don't even know what the crap it was. but So, yeah, I've been laying low. And we'll do one dr- get drunk a week. Compare that to the rest of the world. We're pretty, we're, we're, you know, we look like Mother Teresa. <laughs> what time do you get here on the show? Run me through your day. I get here at, I mean, I try to get, it, it depends if I go to the gym first. Sometimes I go to the gym first at 1230 a.m. So 12.30 a.m. Or I come here, try and bang out an hour and a half of work. Then I go to the gym for, then it allows me to go to the gym for longer. Hour, hour and a half. Then come back here between, then I go to the gas. Everything's so much slower because there's nobody else awake. I'm at the gas station sometimes for 20 <laughs> minutes. I'm getting gas. I'm talking to the attendant. I'm getting food for the day. They have little TVs on at the gas pumps. You just watch the news. There's nobody around you. So you get your big three? Dude, that's how I get my big three. I'm watching the news on the gas pump. So when we come in, because I wake up at three, but you've been awake for a few hours. Yeah. I w- um, when we come in, you've already been up and at them for a while. I've been, I like doing that. And but, but you're like full in the middle of the day by the time we come in. Absolutely, yeah. I had a scare one time, and I'd, I would never want that scare again. So I was like, you know what? Why not change my entire day and go to sleep earlier so i never scare myself what time do you go to sleep um between 5 and 5 30 so you do and you can do that yeah yeah no problem uh no nothing my girl knows it's time to turn the tv down does she crash no she She stays stays awake for five hours after me yeah sometimes when i'm going to work she's going to bed because it's like third shift we work different shifts what is your goal like with all of this 
with this show in particular? Just, sure. Because here's, and I'll tell you the question I asked Ray once, and I asked him, because I pulled him in the office when Elena was going to New York. I said, hey, like, what's your goal? And Ray says to me, to be on Big Brother. <laughs> and I was like, no. Like, what's your <laughs> goal? Like, career goal? And he was like, no, that's it. And so I, I asked you, like, where do you want to be in five years from right now? I would say with this job, I don't really have to make goals. You make the goals for us. I mean, you've changed the the, the show. We don't need – we can't really make goals. I couldn't be like, every day I want Amy Skinny ready at 4 a.m. I mean, that, that's, that's like a terrible goal. Like, it's you guys control the show. What about long-term goals? Like, because whenever I was trying to figure out who was going to take Atlanta's spot, right? I was wide open. Mm-hmm. And I was like – I went to you, and I was like, hey, what's your goal? And you didn't say you wanted to run the show because – you like your job, right? And you're like, I want to be on Big Brother, and I was like, No, 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 on the show. And you're like, I just kind of like what I do now. Yeah. So five years from right now, what do you want to be doing? I would be totally content doing the same thing I'm doing. The only things that would change: a house in the country, have a newer vehicle, have some kids, have a wife. So but, basically, a little more money and a family. And I, I'm almost content with the money that I make. Never say, I, never say that. I'm but I would like. <laughs> Other options in case this thing ever fell through. I just know there's a ceiling. I mean, there's not there's not an audio producer in the country making two hundred thousand dollars. I mean, get the heck out of here! You cut audio, like so. That's never a goal. My, this is fine. This I is- always felt though, and I, I said this publicly that if there's anyone on this show at all that could do their own show, it was you. Yeah. And you never really wanted to do it. I never really wanted to because I mean, I see your personality and I see how hard it is, and I'm like. That is one of the hardest things in the world to have a personality every day of your life and hit record and have that personality. I guess I realized it was a lot harder than I thought it was. What for you has been the best part of this job over the last amount of years that you've been here? Like you had to pick a highlight. Highlight is uh, the competitions. If I was in any other job, I would not have been doing a banana eating competition, doing a thousand push-ups, pumping my fist for 17 hours. Never. I mean, those are things some people never do in their lifetime, and I did them in a two-year span. Yeah, Ray had a couple world records. One for the fist-pumping consecutively world record. Oh, that was crazy. It was he, awesome. How long did you pump your fist? 17 hours. And he, he was, like, broken. After the end of it, he, like, he almost collapsed. <laughs> yeah. It was crazy. That was crazy. And then uh, how long did you do the two-step or the, the line dance? Yeah, that was 24 hours. He did 24 hours of line dancing. And nobody else can do that because they don't have this platform. This platform motivates you, and it's like, okay, I got to do it. Now, it's such an awesome opportunity, and I, I definitely consider myself blessed. I mean, my brother's working in a lumber mill. He's not being broadcast all over the internet pumping his fist for 17 hours. I was like, what an awesome opportunity. If I fail, like, I'm a loser. Like, it put in this spot, anybody couldn't succeed. Are you happy? Yes. Is your girl happy? Uh, she's With you? Ha- she's yeah. She's told me she'll have said, "Hey, I'll move wherever you want to move. I'll do whatever you want to do. It's totally up." Is to she you. just happy if you're happy? Yeah. So it's not about where you are. What she just wants you to be happy. Yeah, we're both happy. That's what, the goal. What's the what was the low point in our relationship? No, no, in this show. Like if you had to go, man, that, that part really sucked. Just first moving here, it was yeah. so freaking hard. And we went from me, Mike, Carlos, Elena to me, and Elena was doing a lot of side stuff. So it was me. I mean, I, we had four audio producers down to one. I was like, what did I just sign myself up for? But, I mean, I, I, at the same time, I set myself up for success. I get up early, so was it challenging? Yes, but I still set myself up to do a great job. To go around the room... 
I'll just give you somebody's name. Just tell me the first word you think of, like when it comes around to him. Uh, Amy. Cute. Okay. <laughs> just be honest. All I can ask for is honesty. Morgan. <laughs> Don't choose. Just say. Morgan. Mouthy. <laughs> She's mouthy. She listening. She's, it doesn't matter. It's recorded. She's for sure mouthy. That's what, I listen. I think a lot of us are. Uh, lunchbox. Unique. Not dirty. Unique. Unique. Do you think Lunchbox has a weird perception of what people think about him and what people really think about him? No. I feel like he thinks everybody hates him, and I don't think anybody hates him. Nobody hates him. No, but he was just in here going, yeah. everybody hates me. Nobody gives me respect. <laughs> I don't I don't. He doesn't maybe have the best. When he's trying to just explain something to somebody, he's still in a loud manner. He, he doesn't have tones. He, he, he yeah. Tones and stuff. He doesn't speak in any sort of tones. He's always like, always. Well, and he'll do that with me in it. When I, before I really, really knew him, I thought he was kind of mad. And even to this day, he'll still be like, man, F you, F you. <laughs> but that's just how he talks. And I asked him, do you think you're aggressive? Without knowing it, he said no. But he just doesn't know it. Yeah. Um, what about um, Eddie? Eddie. Laugh, man. Laugh. Mike D? Smart. Huh. <laughs> huh. <laughs> uh, who else is on the show? Nada. Kiss ass one word. <laughs> <laughs> you can say whatever you, you can say whatever you want. You can say whatever you want. There's there are no rules. So so, but you, you can. This is what I'm gonna say about you. The guys on this show and how they feel about the girls. Okay, I feel like anytime there's a girl that has a type A personality, you guys think they're mouthy or like you just yeah. said. I, they, it's an unfair cultural thing that I think a lot of males see with females and yeah. they go. Okay, if they're type A, they must be a real B. Right. So you are being honest, but I do think that just generally that's an unfair thing to think about them because I'm mouthy, and and maybe that's what you'd say about me. I don't know, but I think I don't think Morgan's as mouthy as I am. No. But you say mouthy for her. So I'll, what about me? I'll say somebody says, "Hey, say, Bobby, what's the first word?" Personality. Per, but boy, but do I have a personality when I leave the show? But I mean, everybody has a personality they can put on for so many hours of the day you use it all up on the radio nobody can do their personality all day long i mean i don't do what you do and i'm worn out by the end of the day with my personality i'm like sweetie i don't feel like having personality right now. <laughs> <laughs> mike anything you want to ask ray why you got him here because he's I, the most peculiar one mm -hmm. of the like lunchbox is the loudest and the has the most like just biggest personality. Right. Amy is the the nicest. Mm -hmm. Like, just the best human. Eddie is probably the most fun and easygoing to be around. Mm -hmm. And all these things have negatives too. But Eddie's the like, and Eddie's like one of my best friends. Easygoing, he's late all the time. Really irritates me. Uh, Eddie's awesome. Mike D. You've seen Mike D. change from when you met Mike D. Probably didn't say a word to you, did he? Back in the day? Yeah. No, our relationship's been the exact same. I'd say it, it, our 
humor was the same back then. You guys he, talked when he was fat. Oh, he yeah, ne- Mike never. <laughs> when he was fat, like Mike D never said a word to me. He did to me. I mean, his personality is the same. Everything's the exact same except for he looks amazing and he's more. He's definitely more confident. But everything else is the exact same. He, wow. That's what's funny to me. He's still the exact same person. To me, totally different. Never said a word to. Him. I think he worked. For, I think I was intimidated by you. Maybe five words. Maybe <laughs> I, he never said anything. Now he talks. Now he won't be quiet. But um, are we are we missing anybody? I don't think we are. Right? No. We forgot you. Um, anything? You're, anything else you want to add? No. You're good. good. Yeah. Go to bed. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there he is, our audio producer Ray. All right, Ray, you're you're free to go. Peace. Peace. Peace out, homie. Uh, this is an hour long. Mm-hmm. This is our fiftieth episode. And instead of putting an artist on it, I wanted to put these guys on it and give them each about. I mean, Lunchbox could have stayed, but he had to go. Oh, he was fired up. When he left? No, I'm just saying he sounded like he was getting into it, man. He did. He was. He because loves those sessions when he can just go. <laughs> and there was nobody in here with him. <laughs> He's great. <sighs> he loves that. The thing, though. You know he does that with his wife. Oh, yeah, that's what I was asking. You know he goes home and just, and just yeah. rips everybody. But that's, I mean, everybody has their let that their hair down. I mean, me and my chick, we'll tell stories, but you'll never believe this. You'll never believe this. Da, da, da. But I mean, you can tell when him and his girl talk, he's like, Oh, I can't believe it. I feel like he has it the most though. Like, yeah. Like he has a lot of pent up. Like he keeps it so <laughs> pent up. Sometimes he snaps though. Like real life snaps. We've seen it happen like off the air where he oh, just, yeah. I remember one day he just left. He, it's like, dude, you're, you snapped a little too hard. You got to go because mm. I don't, because I, it feels like he'll hit somebody. He's the only one on the show that I feel like it starts to feel like he could get physical with someone. Well, he never would. He's not that tough. He's, <laughs> I, don't get me wrong. He'd get beat up. On our show, if we had, like, top to bottom fighters, men, who's the wimpiest? Let's go, let's go wimpy up. I got to go lunch. Because he has the shoulder issue, he can't really swing a punch. I feel like he's uncoordinated. He's really uncoordinated. So lunch is the wimpiest. Yeah. All right, there's lunchbox. Go ahead. Eddie up. Eddie above. So Eddie's the next wimpy. Yeah. Okay. Mike D. Mike D. Yep. And then you. I guess. This is, oh. <laughs> so you think you take me? I was a wrestler. That's why I have the most confidence. I mean, I wrestled for eight years. Yeah. So I, high school though. Like I played football. I don't count that though. It's like I know wrestling is just the next level. There's just such a thing with but wrestling. But you haven't done it in forever. I'm not I, saying you I You have that. You have that from birth. People ask me in the gym, they're like, how do you get those muscles? I'll be like, you go wrestle for eight years, dude. You're not going to get it pumping iron. Do your mean, family I, listen to the show in Michigan? No, they don't listen to any of it. They don't? No. <laughs> Funniest thing is there'll be people that come from the city to our small town, and then they know I'm on the show, and they'll be like, oh, my gosh, did you see this? Did you see? My mom's like, I don't listen to the show. And she's like, these people look at me like I'm the craziest person ever because not only do I not listen to the Bobby Bone Show, my son's on the Bobby Bone Show and I don't <laughs> listen to it. So do they have – because my mom never really knew what I did. Like she heard me as a nighttime DJ in Hot Springs, Arkansas. Yeah. and But she didn't really get it. She never got it. Mm-hmm. Even before she died, she never got it. Right. Did, did your parents get it? My you... dad doesn't get it. My mom gets it, but she just chooses not to listen. But my sister, I think, listens every day. And my brother just doesn't give a rip about it. And he's your twin brother. Yeah. He doesn't care. He probably, you could ask him the name of the show and he'd be like, I don't know, what is it, Bobby Bones? I don't know, what the, what is it called? Oh, Bobby Bones Show? Like, he doesn't probably doesn't even know the name of it. He work at Lumber Mill, Sawmill? What's, yeah. where, where, what's he work at? Lumber and Saw. He does? So yeah. what does he do? It changed. He used to grease the machines. He would take around oil and stuff to every machine in the building and 
make sure it was running smoothly. But now I heard he just drives a chip. You heard. You don't talk to him. No, through my mom. She's like, he drives a chip truck, and the chip truck fills up, and he sets a timer, and he can take a 30-minute nap, and then the chip truck is full, and then he takes the chip truck over and dumps it into another rail car. And you don't talk to him, though? No. We just, no. How many times a year? When we see each other in person, we're talking nonstop. We're like, oh, you're you're a puss. Oh, da, da, da. And we're like punching each other, wrestling and stuff. Yeah. But on the phone, maybe once or twice a year. Like birthday. So you probably have three conversations a year with your brother? Yeah. He's so quiet. All he says is yes or no. He's not a phone guy. You have to see him in person. He's your twin. Yeah. He's also, but you guys aren't. um, We're fraternal. We're not identical. He's taller than me. He's bigger than me. We don't look at all alike. Completely different body shapes. He wrestled like 40 pounds heavier than me. I was at the lowest weight class. He was almost a heavyweight. <laughs> was there resentment no. from you to him because he was bigger? Yeah, at first there was. And then in high school, it didn't matter that he was bigger. I was getting more girls. So then he hated me. Why did you get more girls? I don't know. For some reason, the girls just liked me in high school. Maybe it was because... In Michigan, there's a bunch of tools, so they thought I was kind of funny and I had a decent personality. I had no idea. Out of nowhere, a girl started to like me, and then I, maybe he got a little mad at that. Hmm. All right, I'll let you go back to doing whatever you're doing and go to bed. Story over. Appreciate that. <sighs> All right, there's Ray. You can... Peace out, buddy. Bye. You're out. There he is, leaving the chair. <laughs> All right. Episode 50. Yeah, I feel like we learned a lot. This is a good 50, right? It was good. Like, we had an idea of what we wanted to do because we have Dirks and Jake and Luke Mm Blair. We have some really big people coming up, but I just didn't want to make a 50 about an artist. I felt like we should make it about some of us. And people have been asking for that. Yeah. Man, Lunchbox is just a weird cat, huh? And I've known him for 13 years, and he gets so angry. The weird thing to me about Lunchbox is, and again, you have to also understand, and I think people do, if I didn't genuinely think he was a great person, I just wouldn't keep him around. Yeah, I don't know why he doesn't see that. Like any, anyone, you can't be in this group unless I think you're just one of us. Like you have to be one of us in some way. To, to, to my philosophy is that don't go get the best people what they do. Go get the best people, mm-hmm. and then teach them what to do, or, or and mostly let them figure out how to do it. Because I don't see now people go, okay, just take your hand and put it here. Mm-hmm. It's like okay, this is the group. This is what you're gonna do now. Find your kind of find your spot. Like the, here, here are all the little carve outs. Like, make sure that you can get yourself into the in and out of the carve outs. He really just is angry. <laughs> it makes him who he is. But with Ray too, Ray is like true. odd, but it's a beautiful odd. <laughs> like Lunchbox is a beautiful angry, and somehow it all just works. And there sometimes we all blow up and we fight, but you don't stay together this long and this close and not fight. But in the end, we were lucky enough to be a show that wasn't put together by a corporation. That somehow there are eight of us total, and everybody's so different. And that's that's it, man. And we're very grateful to be on the air and to be doing this still. And who knows, in a year from now, the show could be bigger or we could just not even be on the air. So that's the 50th episode. 50th Bobbycast is up and over and... Anything you want to add, Mike, before we go or ask or anything to me? I mean, I just think we had a revelation there with Lunchbox and his relationship with women. Being yeah, me too. I mean, I don't know why he's threatened by every woman, every single girl yeah. that's ever come in he's had an issue with. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, everyone. We didn't even bring up Elena because he'd probably. I, I didn't think about that. He probably went off on her too. And he comes from a great mom and dad. That's like, the still, weird thing. I know like, it's the weird thing. It's a weird thing. All right, uh, we're gonna go. Thank you for hanging with us, and we'll see you uh, next time. I think Ross Copperman and Luke Laird next week. Yep. Two huge songwriters, and then Dirks and Jake. Those four are on the mm-hmm. bill, right? All right. All right. We'll see you next time. Thanks, everybody. Episode fifty over. Appreciate you listening.